Welcome to Sonic Tonic Experience. My name is Darren Kramer. We're so happy you're here today. We have a special guest, Pete Lewis. like espresso because there's so much depth in the taste and then the feeling is like in our group polarity which we'll speak about um, I've written every guy uh, in the band a, a piece of music I was living in Illinois at the time, and I just remember thinking, like, one day I'm going to live here in Colorado. Give your services to help improve other people's lives. That's one of the keys to being a happy human being. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want this gig to be great. and That's all good, but, man, there's such a bigger picture and things that carry so much weight out there. I try to put that in perspective. Sonic Tonic Experience. My name is Darren Kramer. We're so happy you're here today. We have a special guest. Let's all welcome Pete Lewis. Thanks for being here, Pete. Thanks, Darren. Real pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, this is so great that this has worked out. It always takes a lot of scheduling to get things happening like this and all the technology, but um, you've been doing this now with the Muse performance space, so you're a savvy techno wizard now, like some of us have had to without the the lack of gigs and um so it's neat that we get to have you broadcasting right from the muse in lafayette colorado and it uh, looks really great there appreciate it yeah we've learned a whole lot and i gotta say claire's been the one the main person who's controlling all the 
the live streams, her and her brother uh, just got deep into it. And I'm, I'm just kind of along for the ride. But uh, we've been <laughs> aim every time it gets a little better and dialing in the sound, as you know, it's, it's, a, it's an art form, you know. You've been doing lots of live streams and concerts, you know, all through last year. But um, how do people find the Muse performance space? It's our website is www.museperformancespace.com. Uh, Dwight Thompson, who's done Dazzle's website, helped us with our brand new website. So there's all sorts of very convenient li links on there um, as far as getting to the upcoming shows, you know, where you can just click and you can find the live stream on Facebook or YouTube. So that, that's been so helpful for us, or even posting events. It's like everything's right there convenient for people to click on. And, um, and then people can see the shows afterwards on YouTube or, or Facebook. The live stream has its benefits. It's different than live gigs, but it can be looked upon as a new outlet. Definitely, I, I agree. And there's been so many people like, who have played here and it's like, oh, finally my parents or my aunts and uncles got to see me play. And yeah. they, you know, in California or wherever, you know. And uh, so for, for that, or, or, you, or just viewers who have maybe saw another show, yeah, I'll see what's going on at the Muse. They wouldn't normally come to a show, but all of a sudden they're checking out these other bands and it helps out all the musicians, all the groups, because they're just broadening their fan base. You know? And you can reach virtually anyone in the world. That's, that's the amazing part of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm finding that like if there was a negative, there's so much out there now. So how do people filter through, you know, what's, what's good. So, you know, it's trying to, Hey, we're here, you know, trying to get everybody's attention, you know, and, and you know that too. So this is called Sonic Tonic Experience, concerts, cocktails, and conversation. And so you heard a little bit of Pete's new group, um, which I'm happy to be a member of. It's five piece band called polarity and that's what you heard opening the show his demo reel for that and speaking of live streams we just did one last night at uh, dazzle online and they've been doing these live streams and um, hopefully some of you were able to catch that you can always find that information on the muse website or on facebook social media and um, super fun and i saw that and immediately thought man this is going to be a great gig because the sound and the video look yeah. so good so they do such a great job so the sound is always great when colin's involved so keep your eyes out for that uh, dazzle.com is the uh way to listen to those and they have them a lot during the week now so uh, we were uh, had a lot of fun last night doing that let's get to this tonic part as i've said before it's not always about an alcoholic drink. And I always let the guest pick what they, one of their favorite items. So tell us, Pete, what are we drinking today? I, I chose espresso. So what is it exactly about espresso that you love and not just coffee in general? I like espresso because there's so much depth in the taste. You know, where coffee, it's kind of uh, linear, just... In espresso, there's like there's sweet, there's bittersweet, there's bitter. There's a whole depth of that hits your taste buds when you drink it, and then the feeling is like you're kind of alert, but you're not jittery. You know, kind of I don't know what it is. It's a little more mellow, um, and I, I really love that feeling of it. But I think it's just the uh, the depth of taste 
and I drink it just straight, no milk. Usually sometimes I'll drink coffee with milk in it, but espresso I just want straight, that taste. Uh, I'm drinking it out of this mug here too because I thought that was maybe inappropriate for these times. That's it, man. And I, this, this was back in World War II. It was a British um, motto uh, that they had, but I thought it was pretty good for right now too. You know, like, you but gotta, can you keep calm well, that drink espresso? <laughs> Most people think those don't go together. That's true. Just enough, you know, that that's like in a balance in life too. It's like, you just can't, you can't have too much, but a little bit, you know, is good. You it's know, like a life lesson. That's, that's nice. Um, I, you had told me you kind of wanted some espresso. So I love coffee myself. So I've been uh, discovered this new for me is Illy, Illy coffee, which is really from Italy, right? Yes. When you go into all those little cafes, um, that's really a lot of times what you see them scooping into the little um, to, and making the espresso. And so I'm surprised, man, this has been taking me back in the last two weeks. My girlfriend, Julie, she just uh, discovered it and was talking to her friend. So she brought it home and then she was just like, um, I think this might be good. And it's been really great. That's cool. You have an espresso machine. You just make it in your, yeah. No, but it's on the list, man, because that, and you know, and our our mutual musician friends here around Denver, uh, Sam Williams, he's way into. Um, you said some of his coffee is some of your favorite. That's some of the best stuff I've ever had. Anyway, he's Why? got man, yeah. What is it? Why do you think that? Um, I think attention to detail, and that he's he's roasted beans for a long, long time, and it's kind of just kept experiment he's got a real good palate as far as like what tastes good and so yeah i remember the first time i met him years ago we, we started talking about coffee you know what he wanted me to try it. so he's been in it for a long time yeah and yeah. Um, he's invited me over it's been really neat to see him roast it and he buys beans and then he roasts it at home in his smoker and everything roaster and then has it all dialed in with the temperature for the water and how long it's going to um, steep and, and it's a thing. And so I bought coffee from him and I got to say, it's quite pleasant. So it's really neat to kind of go deeper into people's lives and kind of realize that, man, if they're a really attentive, awesome musician, they're probably bringing that mentality to other parts of their life. And that's why I created Sonic Tonic Experience. So you're a perfect candidate for that. So thanks for being here. Thanks, man. I, just reflecting on that too, I think a lot of us musicians want something concrete that we can see. Because, you know, you're playing music, you, know, you got a recording, but usually it's like the gig's over and it's the whole thing's done. And you don't really have anything to hold in your hands, you know, like Will's great with wood and building and Sam with the coffee. And it's like, you know, some people love the paint. It's, it's a little more concrete, something you, you make, you know, it gives a little balance to like the music thing, which is maybe just you're listening and then it's gone. Let's say I have a recording, you know, man, that is a, I haven't really thought about it quite like that. That's, that's very cool because, um, yeah, there's, it's an abstract, and it's kind of how it makes you feel, but you can't really touch it, right? You're mm. touching the instruments, but the actual result that comes out of it is sort of this mysterious <laughs> sonic yeah. quality, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and like for those of you that are, that are, he mentioned Will, it's Will Swindler. We just featured him earlier this month. Um, go 
go look that up um, because he's a brilliant woodworker. And so he puts all that passion and detail into woodworking and building all sorts of things. So if you're into that, you should look that one up. Um, um, so Pete, what kind of got you into wanting to write songs and then actually doing it? Um, I just, I guess it was my love of harmony and melody, just, you know, trying to mess around with those two elements of music. And, uh, and then I realized that, you know, as a musician, what could be better to put your individual stamp on from you, you know, this, this is who I am, you know, through my composition, of course, through my playing, you can usually tell like somebody's tone and the way they perhaps improvise a line. But, you know, when you have your own music, um, to me, that was like the, the ultimate of self-expression and like me as, you know, this gift of life as a, as a human being on this earth. It's like, you know, I, I love Coltrane and all these other, my, my, fa uh, my favorite players, but as much as I want to sound like them, I still need to be honest to, with myself in my playing and my writing. And so I thought that was a great way to do it. And... Also, I love to write for other people. You know, when we have guest artists with our group Expeditions that plays at the Muse, um, I'm always writing the guest artists at least one or two tunes, uh, or perhaps even arrangement. Or in our group Polarity, which we'll speak about, um, I've written every guy uh, in the band a, a piece of music. Um, I think it's I think it's uh, a motivator for me, and it also gives me. Um, some ideas what to work with, you know, it's like, like about Darren Kramer, let, let's see what, what makes Darren click and maybe some things I can express through those tunes for him. You know, that's, that's so cool. I have to say I've been in music my whole life and I've never had anybody write a tune for me. So thank you very much. It's hard to um, come up with titles, but yours won't be too bad. <laughs> Darren's Dilemma. That's the <laughs> song that Pete wrote for his group Polarity. And, um, Let's take a listen to some of this, and then um, I want to ask Pete a few questions about it. Um, so here's Darren's Dilemma. Uh, this next tune I wrote for Darren and Darren Kramer, and he's going to be using some of his Ableton wizardry, and we're going to be blending some computer Ableton landscapes into acoustic landscapes, so I think you're really going to dig this. And this is called Darren's Dilemma. Thanks, Pete. It's so great to be here playing with the real musicians and uh, um, in such a nice setting. And kudos to Dazzle and to Colin and Mighty Fine to make this all happen. Um, and kudos to you, Pete, for putting together this great band. And not only that, then to do this special thing of writing a tune for each person. It's very cool. Um, so this one's Darren's Dilemma. Thanks, Pete. It's so great to be here playing with the real musicians and uh, um, in such a nice um, setting. Nice and setting kudos, and setting. To, kudos dazzle to Dazzle and to Colin. Kudos to you, Pete, for putting together this great band. And not only that, then to do this special thing of writing a tune for each person. It's very cool. I'm not listening to 
That was Pete Lewis and myself, Darren Kramer, and we just did a live stream last night uh, on uh, with Dazzle Jazz Club here in Denver. Um, so he has a five-piece band. Tell us about this song. How do you how do you come up with a song? Um, usually uh, the the melody, some type of melody idea. Like I have a a book of like melodic fragments I'll work with. And, um, oh, I like that little thing. And then I'll just expand on that um, to try to create melodies. So a lot of it's played on my saxophone first, just coming up with melodies. Because I feel like if I can come up with a strong melody, then I'll usually lay out the harmonies underneath that. You know, I don't want the harmonies to dictate what my melody is. I'm usually going the other way around. So maybe I'll take the top note of the melody and then harmonize it from the top down. And it sometimes is functional and sometimes not, you know, but, but it's whatever it's going to sound the best. And in, in this one for you, I remember coming over to your house is like, hey, Darren, how can we incorporate, you know, acoustic and then going into Ableton and maybe coming back 
And so you gave me some great ideas for that. And I think the band's doing a good job with doing that. And I love what you've done as well. So that's, that's how that came about. And I know you love funk. And so I, want, I knew it was going to be like a kind of funky piece. So um, that's how that tune came about. It's so neat to hear people's uh, thought process. And that's what this show is also about. Um, hopefully there's a lot of musicians watching and um, realizing there's no right or wrong. It's just, um, it's so fun to explore. I love that your group is, your other group with your uh, wife, Claire Church, is called Expeditions. It's like you're, you're going out there on a journey. And um, the thing about jazz and improvisation yeah. is it's not going to be the same each time. And I love that aspect. And I think some people are a little shy of that. Um, why do you love improvisation? Why do I love it? Yeah. Kind of what you said is it's going to be different every time. Um, it's the depth is just endless. Like what you can do, um, you know, creating melodies in the moment with like list being you tapping into all your musicality and like, can you react to what's happening, you know, and create something, you know, that's going to be musical and worthwhile in that moment, you know, and I think we, when we hit it and it's happening, it's like, Oh man, there's nothing like it, you know, (laughs) there isn't. And this collaboration is so cool with a band, you know, other musicians, they're putting in their two cents. Like right now we might have some ideas what we want to talk about, but we don't know exactly when or what or how we're going to talk about them and you interact off each other and i think some people don't realize that's exactly what's happening with jazz musician and um, yeah that's i think that's what we all love about it is it's kind of this um you're you're on your toes yeah for sure and, and it's like for me i always think like i'm in my head trying to process all this stuff you know but then you need to be listening across the room to everything else too, you know? So you got your brains like on fire, you know, trying to process all this stuff, which I think is, is healthy in so many ways, you know? But here's a cool thing. Um, that's a great point. You're playing saxophone. You wrote the tune. Um, you're making up your solo. And then on top of it, people, uh, I'm sure were going, wait a minute, why is... Pete's saxophone sounds so weird at that moment. Um, And we have a couple other clips I'm going to play. And so tell us a little bit about your electronics. You know that I have been into that for years on my trombone, electric trombone DJ um, setup. And now you just recently got into that. And uh, how's it feel? I love it. It's just, it's a whole nother palette. It's like, you know, maybe you're painting with blue, green, and red. But now you have all these other colors to work with plus it changes some of your lines you know like oh wow i wouldn't even play that if i wasn't hearing that kind of that distorted thing i'm I'm hearing more guitar lines now or you know the echo i can just let space because i'm hearing the 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 reverb or the echo come up so i don't have to play as much um some way i play with less and just let the idea flow it has to kind of like breathe and let it do its thing I want uh, viewers to listen here a little bit of you playing on a song of mine called Bone Chillin'. And um, I love the way you're using this harmonizer. So just viewers out there know that when you're hearing the saxophone sound like numerous saxes at once, Pete didn't re-record on different tracks and do like a four-part harmony. It's built into the pedals that you see um, on these uh, photos that I've been bringing up. Um, so let's take a listen to um, a little segment of Bone Chillin' right now. 
What I'm still getting used to is not having to look down at all the, you know, which is you're, you're great at. I think you even have something installed on your trombone now where you can just kind of hit it with your thumb. Yes. So, uh, you know, you probably saw me, you know, I'm looking at my feet. They're like, wait, was that the right one? You know, but, you know, you, you just get used to it just like anything. That's so true, right? It's like it turns into a, an extension of your instrument. Yeah. And um, you got to practice it, just get used to it. When I started doing that with all my pedals, yeah, sometimes I didn't have to put uh, like white tape or fluorescent tape so I could even see them. It's fine at your home and then you go on the club and it's all dark and you hit the wrong thing and it advances the song instead of starting the loop. And, you know, there's a lot of challenges and it kind of aggravates you at the time, but that's how music is too. That's how life is, right? You're learning something and all of a sudden you go, okay, I just learned from that. I love this phrase I've been trying to really keep at the forefront of my brain these days. Uh, whatever is happening, whatever, you know, is occurring in your world is happening for you and not to you. Um, so it's well, an opportunity for growth. Yeah. That's awesome. That's and we've awesome. seen a lot of that with this whole live stream and um, kind of adjusting our lives as musicians um, through this quarantine and all. And, um, there's a lot of frustrations that build up, but it's kind of neat that um, now who knew that you with Muse Performance Space were going to be um, presenting live streams and kind of uh, going in this other direction. You have to take what life is sort of presenting for you. Exactly, man. I, th I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. And you just approach it with positivity and like, okay, I'm going to take this challenge and run with it and learn from it and you do the best I can. If you're enjoying the show, learning and listening from Pete Lewis, please consider a small donation of any size. It's much appreciated and really helps us both keep making music and providing content like this. One thing on Sonic Tonic Experience that we do is this mention of musicians are way into music. That's what they do. But they take that same mentality and kind of put it over into whatever they're eating and drinking, but also in their side hobbies. And so... I've known Pete for a long time and we'll be on some gigs like, yeah, we play with the temptations or something. And I, I see him backstage and Hey man, what do you, what's going on? And he's like, 
you know, I rode 22 miles today up Boulder Canyon. You know, it's like uh, you never know what's going on in people's lives outside of when you're with them. And so what you were telling me, you're just your your side hobby is being active. But what are some of your favorite activities? Biking, of course, road biking, um, just getting out. Um, I've been getting into hiking and trying to explore all the trails in Chautauqua, just starting with that first, you know, climbed up Bear Peak last week. I'm just trying to push myself a little bit uh, physically, mentally, because you get to the top there, it's like you're just going over rocks. And it's, I got a little bit of fear of heights, but I was like, man, just push through this. Um, I love getting on a wetsuit and going swimming in San Francisco Bay, which I do just only once a year with my brother. But that's another like challenge. Like you dive into this 55 degree, 60 degree water and uh, you struggle a little bit mentally, physically, but then you get out there, you look back at the skyline. It's like, Oh, this is fantastic. Um, so I love doing stuff like that. It's not, it's not dangerous, but it's just uh, pushing your, physical limits just a little bit more than you might think you know it's a lot of it's in your mind so um i swim uh i, I play ice hockey although i'm not playing right now because of the covid time um any, but anything that's engaging my body and and physically it just seems that's something i gravitate towards so i think that's awesome we're lucky to live here in colorado um the weather is usually quite nice. And even if there's a blizzard, even that's kind of fun. Um, but then you're almost guaranteed the next day it's going to be pure sun. Yeah. And even if it's 40 degrees, 30 degrees, it still has this freshness and, and uh, inviting aspect to it where you want to get out in it. For sure, man. I, I've, I remember when I was in college, I would come out here to visit my brother and we would ski. I was living in Illinois at the time. And I just remember thinking like one day I'm going to live here in Colorado. Nice. Yeah. Via Portland, via Oakland, California. And then finally made it here. When, when did you move here? Oh, a long time ago, uh, early nineties. We should bring up the point that in uh, your band polarity, you have a little band member in there that's part of your family, right? So tell us about Patrick. Yeah, Patrick, my son, who uh, is now 30, and, uh, but a great drummer. And I just, I just getting to play with your kid um, at, a, at that level is just something else. Um, my daughter is also a wonderful musician. She plays guitar, singer-songwriter, and we've done some recording as well. Um, so like the, the kids are doing it, it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's really cool. So yeah, when we moved here, they were just tiny, tiny. Yeah. And so. then they grow <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we got to give a nice shout out to your wife. Yeah. Claire church. She's, uh, one of the hardest working people, both of you guys. So nice. So great with the music community here. And, um, I've known her Claire for years playing in big bands as a, she's a saxophone player. And a lot of times I'm Barry sax. And then she ended up having this hard time uh, with a little health issue. You want to just give us a little synopsis of that? Yeah, yeah. So Claire was like, you know, one of the first call saxophones, especially Barry Sax, like you say, and working with everybody. I think the one of the last gigs she did, she was on a road with Doc Severinsen. And she got this condition called dystonia, which is a neurological condition. And I was, she just had this progression of like, she couldn't form an embouchure anymore. She was like, what's going on? I thought it was my reeds, my mouthpiece. And it just disintegrated to where she couldn't 
play anymore. And so she started playing drums and we did a few little coffee shop gigs. And it's the difference for her playing six years ago to now is phenomenal. You know, she's just worked really hard. And, you know, there are some real dark times, as you imagine, like, you know, when you're at kind of the top of your career and it goes down to the bottom. But in, in some respects, you know, as sad as that is, it's her perspective of life uh, has changed a lot. When you are way more empathetic to people, you realize like there's so many people that are struggling out there with so many things, you know, you kind of become in tune with that. And uh, she said that it was awakening for her, you know, so. Yeah, and uh, it's a neat thing. If you really think of it, this is happening for you, man. There's a lot of situations where that's a tough pill to swallow, but going, this is what it is. And what am I meant to learn? And I'm still a person and I still have these passions and maybe I just have to shift it. And so I think that I've noticed of both of you is how cool it is. You're musicians, but now you've created Muse to kind of provide another venue, a really great space is where you're sitting right now. Awesome room. You can have live events there. And now this has been the center of your live stream. So now you've created this new thing. But Claire, instead of then going, well, I can't play sax. I can't control my embouchure. um, Now she's a drummer. And she's in this band that you guys have started called Expedition. So that's so neat that she just took her skills and go, well, now it has to be on a different instrument. Yeah, I'm I'm so proud of her and where she's come from and... uh... And also with the live stream stuff too, she, she's the one, like I mentioned earlier, she's like got really deep into it or at the soundboard. She's just like knows it in and out. I was like, man, this is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and and so, what's really neat is that both of you have spent a lot of your career as band directors here in Colorado. Yeah. And so how neat it is to have people like you who have such a positive attitude to learn something new all the time, this vibrant energy, and then to be sharing that and spreading that to the younger generation you know you guys are model citizens of what what i think uh the power of education is where you're there to help pass it on right thanks darren i mean yeah and uh, funny is like when i got out of college you know i thought i was going to be big jazz star you know and um was just doing or just a musician just gigging you know and it's like oh if you have to teach that means like you haven't made it man like you failed you know as a musician there's just kind of that monkey on your back and and so we had children i was like man so i started teaching full time and after a while i was like wait this is a gift like to be able to teach and teach these kids and make a positive impact in the community and um so i felt i felt really good about that career choice And and I was able to play a lot of great gigs as well, you know, do both. And I think that's important because you can get in, in, did you find that's really challenging to then you're, you're sitting in sixth grade band (laughs) during the day, and then you have to go to Denver and play this really hard big band music. How did you balance the two? It it was like a cleansing. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yeah, I could go to the sixth graders and like realize like, okay, kids, you know, you, don't sound very good, but I realize if you keep at it, you can play great music, which I'm going to experience later tonight, you know? So um, I encourage like anybody's listening to this, who's a band director to keep playing at the highest level possible. Cause that 
keeps the fire in your belly, the musical fire. Like when we had children, we would just take turns holding the baby, someone would go practice, and then the other person hold the baby. You know, it's just like taking turns and, and it took that effort to keep things going. But I'm, I'm so glad that we did. Once again, if you can spare a couple of bucks for Pete, love to give him some support by spending his time here with us today. Another side passion of yours is you're really interested in these social reforms and doing something greater than yourself, the big picture. And so what, what is some things that you're, uh, you're really passionate about and you're trying to make a change for the world? Uh, there's a couple of different organizations that I, I, I fund. Uh, one is called Kiva, which is like micro loans, which I think are great for, it's mostly for third world countries, South American countries. And uh, I focus in on women and education because I think through that uh, you can build stronger communities, uh, more education for women, giving them the money to create their own businesses. So I've supported Kiva for a long time. Um, also, there's the International Justice Mission, which believe it or not, there's still a lot of slavery going on, um, especially in Africa, unfortunately. Uh, and so International Justice Mission brings in lawyers and actually people working uh, almost like a spy incognito to free these women either out of, um, be out of slavery. And sometimes it's whole families that are being enslaved so it, it, I just couldn't believe like this is still going on, you know. Um, and so when I st start putting all my, you know, thoughts and like, oh, I want this gig to be great. And that's all good. But man, there's such a bigger picture and things that carry so much weight out there. I try to put that in perspective, like, you know, this music is great, you know, but, you know, there's these bigger world issues and humanistic things that really need some of my time and uh, money and thought. If, if people haven't done this and, and give of yourself and volunteer and give your services to help improve other people's lives, um, that's one of the keys to being a happy human being. And, yeah. Um, uh, I've just been so into that in the last couple of years and so many uh, great articles and books. And, and that's what's led to me creating this Sonic Tonic experience is thinking, I love music. I love food and drink, which I think is everyone loves those three things on some level, but why do you love it? And how can you take that passion for those things and then put it to do something to help inspire people? You know, it's all about, for me, it's about inspiring and educating. And um, so if people are inspired by now your story, Pete, I mean, what can people do? specifically to help help these causes that you're interested in well uh for well, like kiva is kiva.com i kiva.org i'm sorry um you can contribute like 25 dollars micro loan and then that's eventually paid back and then you can re-contribute that or, or add more in and so you go to the website you choose like okay i want to contribute to this particular thing maybe it's agriculture and particular group so that's just a super easy way to get started and so you're just loaning these folks money just to help them and then it comes back and you can reloan that money um same with international justice uh mission it's the same thing you can just that money is just given out that you don't see it again but um 
those are just two examples. That's great. Um, yeah. So I'm put bringing those up on the screen. So um, this is all a learning experience. So if uh, this isn't a one-off show and then now you go back to your normal lives, hopefully this puts you on a slightly different path. That's what my hope is for this program. And I, it, it brings up this final point of saying, you play an improv solo, it goes out into the world. And to get that fix again, you got to do it again. So then it's, it's present moment. So then, boy, this, and actually I've kind of been neglecting my uh, espresso here. Yeah. But you need another hit. Guess what? You got to have another beverage today. You got to drink more water. You got to work out. So it's actually, you don't get to this final destination. You got to do it every day. So it's so interesting that you're saying you can't believe that there's still slavery going on. There's still this racism thing. There's still political injustice. I mean, that doesn't ever get to a point where there's a finish line. So it's really about your daily, your daily choices and your interactions with the people you run into, and that's where you can make a change. I think that's the, what, what's your view on that? I think you're right on, and it has to be a, a daily thing that you do. Um, it's just part of your routine. It's something you, you know, just as you're going to practice every day, you're going to do a little bit of this every day. You're going to take care of yourself physically, mentally. You're going to think about other people. What, you know, what did I do for somebody else today? And it just gives your life a kind of a whole balance, you know, kind of what we were talking about the espresso. I feel like this is huge balance of that, that particular drink. Um, and then I think, you know, you can feel like your life has a lot of meaning you know, and, and depth to it. And, and you can live in this kind of uh, with, with gratitude. You know, if you're living with gratitude, it just feels like your days are a little more joyful. Yeah, that's well said. And I think everybody in Colorado who knows you feels that from you. You're one of the kindest, most giving person that we know. And it's a nice, um, it's always a pleasure to know you're going to be on the gig or now we've had all this stuff with your band or I'm going to have a performance at the Muse. Uh, we know it's going to be a pleasant experience. So kudos to always having a positive attitude. and being. Thanks, man. Yeah. And, and to you too. I, you know, every time we're together, I know that you're going to be positive and, and you're just constantly learning and wanting to better yourself and giving the others and growing as a human and, um, I really appreciate that about you. Thank you, Pete. And one of those things that's happened, and we haven't really done it enough on this show now, is that we always, and it it happens a lot where we get on this silly little thing and we end up laughing really hard at stuff. And I think humor is a big element to yeah. being happy as a person. And it doesn't have to be a particular joke. It could just be, I'm anybody who knows me, I make a lot of dumb sounds and uh, just to get a rise out of somebody, you know. So um, we always like to finish off the show, and there's a special part where we have such crazy lives as freelance musicians. There's a lot of funny things that have happened over our lives. So can you share with us one of your funniest gig stories that you can remember? Oh, man, there's so many. But I think one that really sticks out to me is when I was just starting to gig, and I was still in college, and um, so I went to University of Illinois. And so we would go up to Chicago for gigs. And they were like these ghost big bands that were still around at the time. And uh, I forgot my shoes. 
And so we would wear these outfits and I pulled my pants down as far as they would go. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so I just kind of shuffled out there to the bandstand and some, you know, some, I can't remember who it was, but somebody with some notoriety, you know, I just didn't want to see it. And this is like, I'm just starting out. So shuffled out there, my pants are pulled down. It's kind of keep my feet in the stand and, uh, not got too embarrassed, but the guys in the section were all looking over me like, what the heck, you know? <laughs> How old were you? I was probably 21, 20, I don't know, somewhere like that. But, you know, you, like those gigs were such a big deal and I got so nervous, I would just, you know, freak out. So, um, You anyway. started up the road and didn't double check that you even had the right clothes. <laughs> I'm still doing that. I'll pull over. He's <laughs> like, wait, did I pack my mouthpiece? <laughs> Maybe that's just senioritis or something but uh anyway that's that's one story that comes to my mind it's great and did you end up saxophones in a big band are always in the front row so was it stand fronts so your feet were hidden or was it regular stand luckily yeah the fronts so yeah. i put my feet in there and then when we had a break i would wait for everybody to get off stage and then i would kind of shuffle off there oh no problem no <laughs> um, i love it it's like I've always said this for years, and maybe this can be a little instigator for that kind of thing is like start collecting these stories and make a documentary out of it or something of like the crazy situations that musicians in the all the venues and all the timings of uh, the gigs, crazy hours and weird locations. It's like um, so great. It's very entertaining life, you know. It's, it is great when somebody's a great storyteller who can tell it and just crack you up man our friend bob rebholtz is classic <laughs> he, he has a billion billion stories and he loves to tell them so that's always passes the breaks right during intermission <laughs> um man this has been so fun thank you for making the time and um we uh wish you the best for you and your family and uh the muse is now on a new a new um trajectory you know with the live streams and hopefully we'll start doing some live gigs too yeah um, actually having people come in but probably no more than 15 people at a time you know and it was weird because when this shut down we were really going great and we had full houses you know up to 40 50 people and uh, so we're, we're hoping to hang in there so yeah so everyone please um, consider supporting muse performance space and um, it's in Lafayette, Colorado, but you can find them on their website that I've been putting up on the screen. And um, music's one of the unifiers, you know, of the human race. So let's do our best to promote that and spread the positivity and light. Um, and we're going to go ahead and finish off the show here with um, a real up-tempo song that I thought it'd be fun to have Pete play on with his um, pedal for electronic effects and so we're going to end up here with a turbulent altercation and um, I hope you guys have enjoyed if you have special questions that you'd like me to um, answer and get to Pete after the show feel free to contact me through Sonic Tonic Experience but um, Pete thank you so much for your time and your talents and uh, best to you thanks man appreciate appreciate your time yeah we'll see you soon thanks okay.